Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. For today's conversation, we are going to conclude our discussion on the topic of waiting. Now, if you will recall, I opened up discussion on this topic on last week as a transition from our discussion on the topic of faith because I believe that faith plays a vital role in a believer's ability to wait well. And so as we continue that discussion on today, what I'd first like to do is open up that discussion by sharing a scripture with you, which, by the way, happens to be the same scripture that I referenced from my discussion on last week. And that is Mark chapter 5, verse 36, taken from the New International Version of the Bible. And the scripture reads as follows. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Amen. So as we get into today's discussion on waiting, what I would like to do is delve in further, explore further two key points that I believe are vital to the whole general concept and topic of waiting itself and a believer's ability to work toward waiting well. And those two points that I want to discuss are distractions and the word process. So when you think about what a distraction is, clearly, you know, a baseline definition of a distraction is something that would look to take your attention away from whatever it was focused on before that thing occurred, creating your attention to be redirected to something else. And I liked the use of the word distraction. I like the word itself because to me, the word speaks to exactly what it is. It detracts. Distraction, it takes away. And in my opinion, when we are waiting, it is important for us to understand and be aware of the possibilities for distractions to come into play as we are waiting on God to do something for us. After we have gone to him and asked him to move on our behalf, to answer a request, to give us a desire, to help us through whatever it is that we are seeking him for or seeking him out for rather, we have to remember as believers that distractions are real and they can occur. And if we remember just what the baseline definition and meaning of a distraction is, it can help to serve to identify a distraction when it may occur. Understanding again that the purpose of a distraction is to detract, to take away from. And reiterating the point that distractions, the intention of a distraction is to take away your focus from wherever it is prior to that thing occurring that tries to take you off track from that focus point or that focus space. And so it is not only necessary that a believer be cognizant of distractions, be aware that they can occur, and also work to stay committed to 
maneuvering through a distraction. It is equally as important that a believer understands that in the process of an ask, in the process of us going to God to seek him out for something, the very nature of the ask creates, to reiterate the point that I made from last week, the process known as waiting. And so to speak to point two, which is just the use of the word process itself, we have to understand that as believers, when we submit that request to God, when we ask God to do something on our behalfs, we are likewise submitting ourselves to whatever process God requires us to go through in order to receive the thing that we are asking. So again, process, waiting, is that space in between the ask and the receipt of the ask. But just to delve further into process itself, because this is point two that I'm going to be talking about, we also have to understand that aside from dealing with distractions, the process itself to the ask may require us to endure or experience some things that we may not have otherwise thought that we would have to endure or encounter at the time that we ask God for whatever it is that we are seeking from him. So in essence, when we submit our request to God, we are agreeing to wait on God. We are agreeing and submitting ourselves to the process connected with the manifestation of the ask. And the process can oftentimes require that we make changes, that we make changes to how we think, that we make changes to what we do, that we make changes to even the words that come out of our mouths. But understanding that when we have gone to God with that original ask and we have submitted that request to him, we are likewise agreeing to whatever is required in order for God to make manifest that ask, then that means that whatever pruning, whatever preparation, whatever correction is necessary, we are agreeing to when we ask God to do whatever it is that we are seeking him to do. So understanding or having that baseline understanding of what I mean when I say process and how process is connected to waiting I want to circle back to the first point that I said I wanted to discuss, and that is distractions. And just reiterate to me the importance of a believer having an understanding that distractions do occur and can occur in the course of us waiting on God to do what we've asked. And also, and even more importantly, having the ability as a believer to know and understand The difference between what a distraction is and what something else is that might be a part of the process by which God is trying to effectuate a change. Because not all distractions are meant to be encapsulated or included in the notion that it is simply a part of the process of waiting. We have to be able to discern the difference between something that would present as a distraction and something that would present as a part of the process that needs us to look at 
because it is occurring in order for us to change something. So in sticking with the point concerning distractions, it is my opinion and my belief that when we are waiting, we are waiting to get in agreement with what God has already given us permission for. And that a distraction will present itself in a wait in an attempt to hinder our ability to remain in agreement. And so let me reiterate that. In a wait, a distraction presents itself to distract us or to hinder us from remaining in agreement with what God has already given us permission for. And to reiterate again, when we wait, it is my opinion that we are waiting to get in agreement with what God wants to do. Understanding that when we go to God and ask him for a thing, we are allowing him to maneuver, to change, to adjust and modify that thing, however it may need to be, in order to ensure that our ask is in alignment with what God has already decreed and declared that he is going to do on our behalf, or better yet, with what God intends to do on our behalf. And so if we stay with that point that I just made, that a distraction looks to take us out of that place of staying in agreement with God, and that we wait in order for ourselves to be diminished so that God's will can manifest and bring us into agreement with what he wants to do, I want to refer back to, again, the story of Jairus. And the scripture that I referenced and shared with you a few minutes ago, to reiterate, was Jesus giving Jairus the instruction to not be afraid and to just believe. And the timing of him giving him this instruction came when people from Jairus's house came to him and told him that it wasn't necessary for Jesus to come to the house anymore because his daughter had died. And I want you to think about that. Now, I know we covered this on last week, but let's just back up just a few minutes. So remember that Jairus came to Jesus and asked him to heal his daughter and Jesus agreed to do so. So at that point, Jesus and Jairus are in agreement concerning the healing of Jairus's daughter. At that moment, Jairus in faith has gone and requested that his daughter be healed. And Jesus acknowledging the faith behind the ask has agreed to do so. So now the two are in agreement. And so now they are traveling to Jairus's house so that Jesus might perform what he has already told Jairus he was going to do. And in the course of their traveling to Jairus's house, if you will recall, they are now encountering a group of people who also want to know who Jesus is. And they also encounter the woman with the issue of blood. And so to drive in my point that I was making earlier, this slowdown, the throng of the crowd, the healing of the woman with the issue of blood, who, by the way, was it was a blessing for him to bear witness to it. But I also want you to think about what that did to the process 
of him being on his way with Jesus to heal his daughter. And if you look at it more so from the lens that I'm trying to present of Jairus's perspective, then one could say that the slowdown of the crowd in and of itself, which created the opportunity for the woman with the issue of blood to be healed, was a distraction. The slowdown of the crowd slowed down the process of Jairus getting to his house with Jesus for him to heal his daughter. And because of the slowdown of the crowd, because of this distraction that was created, now here come the people from Jairus's house saying, look, it's too late. Your daughter is dead. And so the distraction of the slowdown created the opportunity for the distraction of the news to now set in. And so in my opinion, when Jesus is telling him, don't be afraid, just believe, he is basically telling him, stay in agreement with me. Stay in the same level of agreement with me that you did when you came to me and you asked me to heal your daughter. And I said, yes, don't be distracted by the news that you're hearing right now. So again, to reiterate, I believe that when a distraction comes into play while you are waiting on God to do something, it is very important that a believer have an understanding of what a distraction looks like. We have to be careful that we are not calling something a distraction that we should be paying attention to. We have to be careful that we are not mislabeling things as distractions when those are things that we should be actually looking at because there's happening in order to effectuate some sort of a change in us, meaning connected to the process itself. So let me go back to just the distractions conversation. So again, Jairus encountered the distraction of the crowd, which slowed down the process, but even more importantly, the distraction of the news that came, which would otherwise potentially have caused him to come out of agreement with Jesus in terms of the healing that he was seeking for his daughter, which is what, in my opinion, necessitated Jesus making the statement that he made to him. And so for the believer, when you have asked God to do something and you are waiting, in my opinion, or even in your own, for a time period for it to occur, and it seems like it's taking longer than what you have anticipated, right? Like you thought it was going to happen quickly and it didn't happen quickly. And so you're still waiting, you're still believing, you're still hoping. And then things start to happen, you have to pay attention to what's occurring. Is what occurring a thing that would make you now not be in agreement with what you ask God to do and what you are asking and believing him for? Is what is occurring a distraction? Is it something that's pushing you to a point where you want to say, it ain't gonna happen, he can't do it? Anything that would cause you to speak against the very nature of the faith that you asserted when you asked God to do it to begin with. If you are confronting a situation or scenario like that, Call it what it is. It's a distraction. 
acknowledge it for what it is, and make sure that you keep your faith intact. Make sure that just as Jesus told Jairus, you are not afraid of it. You don't become afraid of it. You don't become distracted by it. You don't worry about it. You don't fear it. You're not concerned about it. You continue to believe. And so it's so important for me, and in my opinion, rather, to drive in this point because I truly believe sometimes that things that are happening to create that rub where the goal would be to bring you out of being in agreement, that you're not looking at it as that. It's actually being absorbed and you're thinking it's a part of your process when really it's more so about you making sure that you stay in faith and that you see it for what it is. It's a distraction. If you believe that God has already told you, yes, if you feel in your spirit when you went to him and you asked him and you've already gotten an answer, but you just haven't seen the manifestation of the answer, similar to Jairus, then that is the place that you stay in. You stay in that place of active faithing. You stay in that place of knowing because God has already given you that assurance, or even in your exercise of faith, you still believe that God will do it because he hasn't said no. You stay in that place of active faithing. You stay in that place of active agreement until such time as the father makes manifest the ask. Moving on a little bit from distraction back to the general, more general conversation rather on just process, right? And how I liken just waiting itself to process. Process is waiting. Waiting is process. Meaning we've asked God for something. Now we're waiting on God to do it. Understanding that in the wait, there is a process connected to the waiting. So in my opinion, and I know I said earlier that we have to be careful that we don't mislabel a distraction for something that it's not. Now I'm going to say something a little tricky here, but please bear with me. It is still possible that even a distraction can be worked as a part of our process. And I'm going to tell you how. If you will recall, I said that waiting creates the process that's needed, right? When we're waiting, God is perfecting us. He's removing the hindrances to possession. He's removing the obstacles to us owning and walking in the thing that we have asked him for. You know, whether the hindrances come in the form of something that we need to change internally, meaning how we think, what we say, what we do, or even if the modifications or changes are things that may be external to you, meaning that you might be in a place or situation that is not conducive to your receiving. And so the environment begins to become so disruptive that you kind of have to take a look at your environment and begin to work to change your environment. Your environment could simply be a physical place. It could even be people that you're interacting with. Whatever it is in the process of waiting that's connected to the process of waiting that God is trying to prune or perfect or change in us, the process that occurs at this moment is necessary because we have to be made ready to receive what we asked. And if you just go back with me for a second, remember when I said that a lot of times when we may ask 
God for something, as a believer, in our own minds, we may think we're ready to have it. And so why can't I have it now? But if we're trusting God to do what is always in our best interest, we also have to trust that he knows whether or not we're ready to have it. And if we're not ready to have it, even though he desires for us to have it, we're not going to get it. And then he has to make sure that we are ready to have it because he is always a God of order. And so if we're not ready, but he wants us to have it, he's going to do what is necessary to us to change the things in us that would make us ready to receive it. Hence the process. And again, it can be an internal thing and it can also be an external thing. Now, to the point that I made earlier about how sometimes even a distraction might be considered a part of the process, could arguably. When I said that, what I meant was, if distractions serve to take us out of agreement, right? To bring us out of agreement with faith, a distraction could very well be looked at as something that is a part of the process of an internal mindset change that needs to take place within us concerning our ability to stay in faith no matter what. So the distraction comes to bring us out of agreement. We see it as a distraction, but we work our faith. Now we are working on improving and strengthening our faith. We're still doing something that's good for the pruning and perfecting of who we are in the process of us being made ready to receive what God wants to give us. And so distractions speak to our ability to stay in agreement with God. They challenge that. They challenge us to stay in agreement through our faith. And process works to work out of us the things that cannot be a part of what it is that God wants to give us as a result of our ask. We have to be ready to receive that. And so to that point, when we go to God again, and I can't stress this enough, and I really don't know how else to reiterate this because I feel like I've said it quite a few times now. When we go to God with an ask, we go with an open heart, we go with an open mind, and we go with an open willingness to allow God to be God, to do what is necessary to effectuate that. It is his desire to bless us. If we go to God with an ask and we align our prayers in the ask with what we feel is his will of God or we're trusting him to align our prayers in such a way that is consistent with his will for us. And we go to him with the requisite level of faith that a believer is capable of exercising, knowing that even in the ask, it is already an answered prayer. Then we should also know that every ask of God is an answered prayer that is connected to an appointed time with a new revelation. Because every answer that God provides is a revelation in and of itself. When God answers a prayer, the answer itself is never just about manifestation. Revelation is always connected to an answer from God. And if you think about it, whether the revelation is simply to exercise greater faith in God or to solidify your faith or even a new deposit of wisdom or knowledge, every answer from God is likewise connected to a revelation from God. And for someone who may have been in a long period of wait, I promise 
When they got to manifestation, there was revelation connected to that manifestation by virtue of the weight and the process in the weight that they endured. Even if the weight is not that long, even if it's shorter, let's flip it. Even if your weight is shorter for that person, the answered prayer, the answer in and of itself is revelation of God. The answer in and of itself is revelation of who God is. So every answered prayer, I don't care how long it takes for God to answer that prayer. I don't care how long we must wait for God to answer that prayer. We have to look at every answered prayer is revelation from God. And if we are able to look at every answered prayer being connected to revelation from God, then when we go to God with the ask, we should go to God with the same level of anticipation that with manifestation, there will likewise be revelation. And if we go to God with that understanding, then we are also open and flexible to what God must do in us and through us in order to bring us to both that point of manifestation and revelation. So as I close today's conversation about waiting, I need to remind you to mind your own business. And by that, I mean, don't be distracted by what is going on around you. Don't be discouraged by your own process and drift off track because it may require more of you than you wanted or would have expected at the outset of the ask, big or small. Commit to minding your own business in your weight to remain in agreement and to receive revelation. Here's a tidbit to chew on concerning waiting. No one ever goes to a restaurant, orders food, and expects that food to come out to them to eat before it is actually fully cooked and prepared and ready for them to eat. For example, You don't order fried chicken and then expect to eat it with flour on it and for the chicken to still be bloody. We are willing to wait until it has been fully cooked to eat because we understand that to eat it before it is fully cooked could potentially harm us. So taking that same example, my question to you is, do you exercise the same level of patience concerning the things of God? Do you believe in waiting on him to fully prepare what you have asked of him so that you are not harmed by receiving it before you should? That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep hoping, keep believing, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions. We